Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Fantasy Warfare Tournament. This is going to be the greatest tag teams of all time. Just like we did with the greatest champions of all time, we've come up with 64 of the greatest tag teams, whether they're from the 60s, 50s, 80s, 90s, now, Japan, North America, Mexico, you name it, they're all in here. We tried to find the best tag teams ever, and we're going to break it down, top 64, this is part one. We're going to do three more parts, but we're going to do the first 16 tag teams of this tournament. With us today, we have Steven in Toronto. How are you, Steven? Good. After a week's vacation, I'm feeling good. To I didn't have to watch any shitty wrestling last week, so I'm feeling even better. Awesome. And we have Chris is in Niagara Falls. How are you, Chris? I am doing fantastic. Uh, and, and I got... A longer COVID vacation, so I, I've I'm not going back until late September now. Um, oh, wow! And uh, the sound is the sound good? I am next to my uh, air conditioner. Do you hear a hum or anything? No, sound is doing well. Okay, fantastic. Um, so people might notice there was a little bit of a difference here right now. Chris Maloney is away for uh, the time being. And we're weighing it with what technology we can figure out on this show. Some of the fancy videos where we don't have this week, but we do have the brackets. And we're starting off with Red Dragon taking on Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki. And I get to start this one off. So Red Dragon are mostly known now as the Undisputed Era. So that's uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Bobby Fish is five foot ten. 197 pounds. Kyle O'Reilly, six foot, 200 pounds. So the combined total weight, two, uh, 397 pounds. They debuted in 2012, three-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, New Japan uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, one time, NXT Tag Team Titles, three times, but only once together because of the sort of Freebird rule with uh, the Undisputed Era, but they've only held it together once for that. They won the Ring of Honor Tag uh, Wars Tournament in 2014, New Japan Super Junior Tag Team Tournament, also in 2014, NXT, NXT Tag Team of the Year 2019, PWI Tag Team of the Year for 2019, and Bobby Fish was uh, number 26 in the PWI 500 in 2016, while Kyle O'Reilly was number 32 in PWI 500 in 2016. Then you look over at the legends from Japan, Giant Baba and Antonio Noki. They held the NWA International Tag Team titles a total four times, and they were the Tokyo Sports Match of the Year in 1979, when they took on Abdullah the Butcher and Tiger Jeet Singh. So there's not a lot of uh, history uh, to look up when you uh, start looking around for uh, Anoki and Giant Baba as a tag team, other than the fact that they won the titles four times and had that uh, greatest match in 1979. Comparing these two, I honestly have to go with Red Dragon, to uh, go over Enoki and Baba. Uh, people have seen them more. They've got definitely more exposure. You can see them every uh, Wednesday night on NXT right now. 
uh, as part of the uh, NXT on Wednesdays uh, with Undisputed Era. And that's who I'm going with is Red Dragon over Baba and Noki. Steven, your thoughts? Well, I'm going with what I'm going to call probably one of the greatest tag teams out there. It's going to be Red Dragon, and you actually got a stat one. They're a two-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champs. Um, they're, they remind me of the old-school tag team. I wish we would have seen them uh, match up against someone like FTR, um, American Alpha, when they when they were together. The tag, they're a natural tag team. They're better as a unit than separate. So it's Red Dragon. They're just way too much. I'm not a big fan of single stars that come together quickly and then disband. Um, me, I, I, I would have gone with Baba and Anoki. They've been, they were in the business longer. They're legends. Uh, and I do agree with the fact that I don't like when singles guys are put together, but they held the belt. It's what four times, six times, four times. Yeah. Four times. That's not just not a one time hookup. That's a relationship. So, and for me, red dragons, they're a lot younger. They, yes, they've, done the IWPG, but they haven't, that's the junior one, not not the, the, the bigger one. So for, for me, I would just go with Baba and Anoki if I'm hiring. Uh, the other guys probably would give a much better match, but that's where I'd go with that. But it don't matter what I think. Not in this one. It's two yeah, one. Red Dragon advances uh, two to one victory, uh, which takes us to our second matchup. Rob Van Dam and Sabu taking on American Wolves. Now, just before we uh, end up uh, going any further, some of the premise of what we're doing also is the fact that we're basing it on them as a tag team of what the team did as the unit themselves. We have uh, a couple of tag team uh, wrestlers who were disqualified because they couldn't be in this tournament twice. So like the Andersons couldn't have Arn Anderson as part of it because he's already part of the Brain Busters. Uh, there was a couple other instances where uh, tag team uh, combination were not able to be in here because of that uh, rule that we're doing. And just so uh, people who are watching are aware, we're going by the team that are put forward in, in this uh, circumstance. So it is RVD and Sabu going against American Wolves. Which is... Even. The American Wolves, I've, they went by a uh, different. They, I know they've wrestled in uh, NXT as the American Pit Bulls. They've had a few different names, but we'll talk about that. So RVD and Sabu first met in December of 1989. Came close friends. They started as enemies in ECW. Um, both men were trained by Sabu's uncle, the Sheik. They eventually in '97 became a tag team. Uh, and went for the tag team titles uh, at ECW Barely Legal. Alfonso betrayed Taz and um, joined Sabu and RVD. Um, kind of gets fuzzy because some of it is very not great. 
record keeping. Uh, Sabu and RVD joined Lawler in his crusade to kill ECW. Uh, Sabu interfered in a match and accidentally helped RVD win the title against Bigelow, I believe. Um, a month later, the two captured the ECW Tag Team Champions, defeating Candino and Lance Storm. Um, they lost the titles to the Dudley Boys in 90, October of 98. They won them back at the ECW FMW Super Show. Uh, lost the titles again to the Dudley Boys Impact players, formed and attacked at that time, Sabu and um, RVD. So they're combined. They're a two-time ECW tag team champs. Then you got the American Wolves who, I mean, they're probably on – the smaller side of tag teams, but very well. They've been, they started, the two started as in Larry Sweeney's Alliance, Sweet and Sour. Uh, but then they eventually went out on their own uh, in ROH. Um, they kind of off and on were. not together but like in boxing day of 2008 that's when they formed the american wolves um ton of tag team championships in 2009 2010 um then they kind of broke up and went their own single ways and each of them won uh singles titles together they reformed in 2012 um at Final Battle 2012 Doomsday, where they beat uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, um, where they got the ROH tag team shot, and they didn't win them, but they've off and on won tag team titles. Um, they've wrestled in Germany. Um, they've wrestled in uh, TNA. They've wrestled in our, um, NXT. They joined uh, TNA in 2014 as the Wolves. Um, they off and on multiple tag team titles. Uh, they are a two-time ROH tag team champion, five-time TNA tag team champion, tag team of the year, they're probably, if they could have stayed together longer, they probably would have been uh, more tag team champions. They're still getting my vote, the American Wolves. I just think they're way too good of a tag team. Again, I'm not a big fan of RVD or singles wrestlers being put together. Um, and RVD and Sebu always seemed like they were being thrown together when they needed something. Um, so I'm going the American Wolves. Jonesy. Okay, I'm going to have to call for a rule on the playbook here uh, as far as how I'm deciding stuff. For me, it would be Rob Van Dam Sabu by, like, huge lengths because 
to me, even though they're single guys and even if they're put together once, yeah, for me, I, I have to look at the past stuff that they've both done. That, that's only done, in the tag team. But, but, but that doesn't make sense because in wrestling, they talk about, you know, both Sabu and Rod Van Dam, former ECW champions, are going up against the, you know, American Wolves and blah, blah, blah. That's the way they do stuff. So why are they even in here then? They shouldn't even be in here if that, for me, it's Rob Van Dam and Sabu over the American Woods. Because I look at what the American Woods have done, and it's resume. Look at what Rob Van Dam and Sabu have done. But to me, they, they are the guys that would win this match. But it's the resume as a tag team and tag team only. But as a tag team, uh, Rob Van Dam and Sabu did very well. Plus, they, they teamed in the big leagues. Have American Wolves done the big leagues? No. Rob Van Dam and Sabu, if they went over and fought the American Wolves, guarantee you that Rob Van Dam and Sabu would win. Maybe not now because they're old, but they probably still would get the push because everyone would want to see those guys win other than the other, for, for me. So for me, it's, it, it has to be Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Yeah, and that's the thing with us having three people on the panel. It's allowing us for uh, being subjective of which way we want to lean towards things. Uh, nothing is set in stone at all, and it truly is our opinion only. Like, if we get three other people on here, we'd have probably a different opinion of who's going uh, forward. Um, as I said, we're doing it uh, by the resume of the oh, tag I team. Yeah, I don't have a problem how it is. That's how I look at it. You know. Yeah. And everybody has their uh, point of views. Uh, so that makes us uh, one. Well, you're the tiebreaker now. I get to be the tiebreaker. Uh, yeah, hearing all the uh, different accolades uh, both teams have had, I kind of want to lean towards the American Werewolves uh, because of the fact that uh, they were a solid tag team. It's like having the Bulldogs always uh, as a tag team. The Hearts were a tag team before they went their separate ways and stuff like that. RVD and Sabu were thrown together maybe in desperate times for Paul Heyman uh, trying to get things over. Uh, a lot of it was storyline driven. Uh, they were not, weren't necessarily a tag team from scratch uh, type deal uh, or for long term either. Uh, they might have won a couple tag team titles, but that's like saying – Twice. Uh, and it's bigger belts than any of those other ones you listed. That'd be almost like saying uh, Austin and Dude Love deserve to be in here for the, the exact same reason. Oh, they Austin would win over Martin. the American Wolves in a match. As far as resume is concerned, they'd win. Most bookers would make them win. Anyway, so that's fine. I'm just saying that's me. Yeah. And so <laughs> the Wolves are going to go on to meet Red Dragon in the next round. Which brings us to Jonesy. You get the Eliminators taking on yeah. the Starter Brothers. Well, I could cut to the chase or I could tell you some great information. Uh, well, the Eliminators, they are three-time ECW champions. Uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, they were number 89 of the 100 best tag teams, and they also want a tag team in the USA. That's about what I know of those guys. Uh, I'm sure they have more information for you. Uh, the Steiner brothers, I I'm not even going to run down their stuff. 
to me, they're a 10. They just squish the eliminators and the, the Steiner brothers. I can give you some great uh, facts though. Do you know where they will build from? Grand Rapids? Does Sean, do you have an answer? Uh, yeah, I was thinking Grand Rapids as well. Uh, Bay City. They were always built from Bay City. So your vote is for the Steiner brothers? Oh, Steiners. So they are currently not in the Hall of Fame. I'm just bringing up some more stats of uh, them as well as a tag team. How many uh, titles they've won. I'm just trying to find it. Oh, right. the Steiners? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me start at the top. Oh, okay. Steven, you uh, got this one. Seven-time WCW NWA Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champions. One-time NWA WCW United States Champion. Pat O'Connor Memorial Tag Team Tournament winners in 1990. NWA Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champions one time. Two-time IWGP Tag Team Champions. A couple small independents. Uh, PWI Match of the Year in 1991 versus Lex Luger and Sting at Super Brawl 1. PWI Tag Team of the Year in 1990 and 1993. PWI ranked them number two in the top 100 best tag teams through the years. Two-time WWF champion, tag team champions. And, yeah, they have a whole bunch of other things. And surprisingly enough, those ones are kind of forgettable, uh, their tag titles in the – WWE, just with how short that they were uh, there for. But, yeah. Mm. Uh, I think I know who I'm voting for, but I'll let you go first, Sean. Yeah, it's a no-brainer, really, when you look at the Eliminators. And they were basically in uh, ECW only, um, Perry Saturn and John Kronos, I believe. Uh, they did make that uh, appearance at the uh, invasion that ECW did of Raw. Uh before the actual invasion that happened when the Alliance happened and all that other stuff. But that was when uh, Vince McMahon was uh, helping to fund uh, WC, I mean ECW and try and counter uh, WCW at the same time. Um, so it's the Steiner brothers. Uh, they're against like maybe another uh, draw. They could have uh, gone forward. The Illuminators could have, but the Steiners are definitely taking it. And I'm betting that's where Steven's going for a clean, clean sweep. Shocking. Don't get me wrong. I like the Eliminators, but if it just, it wasn't, yeah, they had no chance in this one. Yeah. So that brings us to our next combination, which is Cho Ten taking on the Usos. Cho Ten has a combined weight of 492 pounds. They debuted in 1995 and disbanded in 2006. For those unaware of who they are, it's Masahiro Chono and uh, Hiroshi uh, to Tozan. I'm probably butchering some names. This is where Maloney comes in handy for being able to talk about the uh, guys from uh, Japan. But uh, in New Japan, they were the IWGP Tag Team Champions five times. They uh, won the Super 
grade tag league in 1995, and they were awarded the Tokyo Sports Tag Team of the Year also in 1995. So 95 was a huge year for them when they uh, first formed, and they got a lot of recognition. Uh, they were together 11 years, basically, uh, off and on uh, between their singles uh, runs. And then we're going against the Usos, the twin sons of uh, Fatu, uh, or Junior Fatu, also known as Rikishi. Uh, their total combined weight of 479 pounds they debuted in 2004. Uh, Jimmy and Jay Uso were both born in 85. Uh, as I said, they're sons of Rikishi. They started off in FCW in 2009. Sorry, their debut was 2009 as well. FCW in 2009, uh, they hit the main roster in 2010. Uh, as far as titles go, they won the FCW Tag Team titles one time, WWE Tag Team Champions two times, and WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles four times. They won the Slammy Award for Tag Team of the Year in 2014 and 2015, PWA Tag Team of the Year in 2014, Jimmy was number 25 in the PWI 500 in 2014, while Jay was number 26 in that same list of 2014. And they also won the CBS Sports Tag Team of the Year in 2018. Now, obviously, Japan has a lot tougher competition uh, and base that they're, uh, when you compare what wrestling is in japan compared to north america and they did win five times the iwgp tag team titles but the uses are still going strong uh barring the injury that one of them sustained during the recording of wrestlemania this year and just waiting for them to come back they're probably going to have a couple more tag team titles in them uh before all is said and done uh in my case i'm going to go with the uso brothers uh, to take this one. Steven, your thoughts? Well, I'm going show 10. I think the five IWGP tag team titles with the competition that they face is way greater than what the Usos, because basically it's the Usos in the New Day right now wrestle for the tag team titles. One of them usually has it. It's really not that interesting. Unfortunately, the Usos came in at the wrong time. You would have put them in the WWE, say, in the early 90s, mid-90s, when they had a lot of tag teams. These titles would mean a lot more. Or even if you combine the divisions and only have one tag division, you, you might be able to justify some of it. But it's just – it's there's no competition. That's the problem right now. It's – them versus the New Day match 1,000. Like, that's what it seems like. It's just no competition. Show 10, five-time IWGP Tag Team Champions. They were fighting the Steiners, the Road Warriors, and all that for those. So I'm definitely going Show 10. And Jonesy. For me, it's a horse race. I, I look at both of these teams. I've seen the Usos more than the other team, but... They're like neck and neck. Uh, the the belts and that for me go to show ten. 
the Usos are generational wrestlers, uh, but I got to go to the fact that Usos are one time, but Show Ten is two time PWI Tag Team of the Year. So I got to go. I'm just I'm going with them. They just got a little bit more. Very well. So uh, team from Japan, Show Ten, move on to face the Steiner brothers in a matchup that actually did happen in our next round. Which takes us to Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens taking on the Sheep Herders, better known maybe to most as the Bushwhackers. Hold on, my computer just froze. Uh oh. No, it's fine. It's just taking a second. Oops, bear with me, everyone. <laughs> um. As Jonesy starts dancing, I'm kind of hey, I, I, I will say I've seen the Bushwhackers live when they went to the London Gardens, and I never liked the Bushwhackers. But to take a team that was considered bad guys and turn them into a good tag, good guy tag team, they always got a pop. They always got them. In fact, I seen them take on Well Done as the main event of the last show that they did at the London Gardens. The WWF did. So I can't pull up the Bachwinkle Stevens stats. So if anyone has them, um, uh, I only can pull up the Bushwhackers one because that's on my screen right now. Okay, go with the Bushwhackers. Okay, because sorry, I just can't pull that one up. So they started teaming in in 1966 which is insane that they were a tag team for 30 years. Um, started as the New Zealand Sheep Herders. Uh, they've also they've wrestled for the WWE, Jim Crockett Promotions, on the indie circuit, which is insane. Um, the Kiwis, that's also what they started. The Kiwis from NW New Zealand, better known as All-Star Pro. It's kind of what they started as. And then really quickly they switched over to uh, New Zealand Sheep Herders. They really got their big, big break. I mean, they won in 1978. They won the Mid-Atlantic Tag Team titles, but lost them almost right away. They worked for the, uh, the World Wrestling Council in 1981 sheep herders really got going though in the u.s uh 1981 um they he joe leduc brought them in i mean these people i don't if you ever get a chance to watch sheep herder matches it was like watching Mac, matt hardy bleed like a stuffed pig on wednesday that's what the normal sheep herder matches were like, um, which makes them even crazier that they became the Bushwhackers. Um, off and on, sorry guys, my computer sucks. It hates me right now. Off and on won a lot of tag team. I can just tell you what the tag team titles they've won because then they went to the WWF. We all know what they became, the Bushwhackers. They didn't win any titles there, but um ton of independent um tag team titles um 
Also, the NWA United States Tag Team Champions in Florida. Uh, NWA Florida Tag Team Champions each one, one time. International Wrestling Association Tag Team Title one time. NWA Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Champion one time. NWA All-Star Wrestling, they were the Canadian Tag Team Champions from Vancouver one time. NWA Pacific Northwest Tag Team Champions three time. PWI ranked them number 71 of the best 100 tag teams, which is probably a little low, but they won Stampede International Tag Team titles twice, uh, Southwest Championship Wrestling Tag Team ones, UWF Tag Team titles twice, Worldwide Wrestling Alliance Tag Team Champions twice, the World Wrestling Council's North American Tag Team titles four times, the World Wrestling Council World Tag Team Champions twice. They obviously were in the WWE Hall of Fame back in 2015. Unfortunately, they never won the big one in WWE. Um, They just became a joke tag team, unfortunately. Again, that's crazy that they went from bloodthirsty maniacs to licking kids' foreheads and... Sorry? And hanging out with Jameson. Yeah. So I now if someone can pull up the Bockwinkle Steven stats, because I can't open that page on my computer. Yeah, I found uh, just a very little of with them as a tag team. Uh, in their case, they're almost like Rob Van Dam and uh, Sabu. It's a tag team that was put together, uh, I believe, under the tutelage of Bobby the Brain Heenan. In the AWA, they won three uh, tag team titles together, and the NWA Florida tag team titles together, and they were the PWI Tag Team of the Year in 1973. Of course, everybody knows what Nick Bockwinkle did as a singles wrestler and being the AWA champion and stuff like that, but as a tag team, they have combined uh, four title reigns uh, with them. Now, this is the vote that people might be shocked of, I'm actually going Bach, Winkle, and Stevens. I just preferred them as a tag team. They were that classic tag team wrestling. Don't get me wrong, the Sheep Herders, the New Zealand Sheep Herders, the Bushwhackers, I just prefer Bach, Winkle, and Stevens. Jonesy. After that long list of all those titles they had, they mean nothing. They just, um, other than NWA or the Mid Atlantic, they just never won. For for me, I, I'm I, I'm voting for the Sheep Herders because not just the Sheep Herders, but I mean we're including the fact that they were bushwhackers, are we not? Yeah. They to me, they were one of the biggest tag teams that has ever been in professional wrestling because what they did worked. They 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 came down as soon as their music hit. Everyone in the crowd, they did like everything you could do to get the crowd into it, even if their match sucked. Because a lot of times they were they were boring matches. They weren't like that great. But as far as fan activity and stuff like that, they were cartoon characters. Um, it, it's hard when, yeah, Bogwinkle and Ray Stevens, you're going to get a much better match. They, they did win bigger titles, but... Uh, I just got to give it to the the sheep herders. I love watching old bushwhacker stuff, even though the wrestling itself is boring. Just their mannerisms and everything, and 
of course now I'm I'm sure they wouldn't let uh, old men lick their children anymore. But uh, you know, but sheep herders for me. Definitely not in a uh, COVID uh, situation no. right now. There is no. They would, they would be out of business. They'd have to go back to the being the sheep herders if they were still around. Yeah. Um, thing is, for me, listening to all their stats and all that, as much as Nick Bockwinkle and uh, Ray Stevens would put on an amazing match, uh, much like if they had gone against, say, the Brainbusters or FTR today. The Bushwalkers, I think, had, or Sheepherders, had a bigger, bigger legacy as a tag team. Uh, they got inducted into WD Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. Uh, I guess, in a way, their resume before coming to WD kind of set them up, unfortunately, as the, the go-to gatekeepers, in a way, for any tag team to advance because you knew if they could uh, hang with the Bushwhackers, then they move their way up the card towards those tag team titles. Unfortunately, um, the Bushwhackers never even got near the tag team titles. Um, <laughs> can you imagine if they were taken seriously like they were as sheep herders, uh, even without having the blood uh, aspect that the uh, New Zealand uh, sheep herders had to them. But Surprisingly, I'm going to go sheep herders uh, to advance just because of their resume uh, of being together as a tag team. And like sort of as I alluded to earlier with Sabu and RVD, it almost rings true with uh, Bachwinkle and Stevens being a tag team thrown together because they were part of the Bobby Heenan family in the AWA and very successful three-time tag team uh, champions for that matter but they were more singles wrestlers. Which brings us to the fabulous kangaroos taking oh, yeah. on. Hold on. I got a question about the fabulous. What, uh, which group of fabulous kangaroos are we going with? Because there's like one, two, three, four, five, six different iterations of them. Oh, dear. Uh, me, I mean, I, I'd say Costello and Hefferman because they – they're the first two that the, is mentioned on like uh, Wikipedia as far as who was the main guys of the family. Yeah. I would go with the original ones uh, basically because, you know, it's like throwing demolition in there and saying, oh, uh, let's talk about smash and uh, crush instead of axe and smash. And don't so, forget the other guy. There was a fourth demolition guy. Yeah. the Oh, the original smash. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to double check. Yeah. No, even decision. after even after that, there's another uh, demolition guy. It's in the trivia game. In fact, the WWE uh, um, um, gave him a cease and desist order. Oh, uh, that was after uh, they left. Yeah, but he's still. Hey, the other guy, demolition guy, was wrestling with him, so. Anyway, so we have the fabulous kangaroos taking on America's Most Wanted, Jonesy. Well, uh, the kangaroos, um, they're regarded as one of the top tag teams they ever compete in professional wrestling. And they're credited with uh, popularizing uh, tag team wrestling in the late 50s and 60s. Uh, I haven't watched any of their stuff. Um, I look at America's Most Wanted uh 
they don't have as many uh, titles as the, the um, kangaroos did. Kangaroos have a crap load in, in the independent territories all over the place. Um, what do I have them down here on my, I'm just trying to see who I originally picked. Yeah, and what about in this specific? Uh, in American, we're about. Well, incarnation, you you take some of those titles out, but you still got a lot of well, this, this titles is, that that they had together as a tag team. Um, so the Americans, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'll give you the titles: Costello and Heffernan won together. Sure, two-time international tag team champions in the Alex Turk promotion in Winnipeg. Uh, three-time Capital Wrestling Corporation, NWA United States Tag Team Champions, Northeast version. Championship Wrestling from Florida, NWA Florida United States Tag Team Champion one time. NWA Tag Team Champions once, that's the Florida version. Japan Wrestling Association, NWA International Tag Team Champions once. NWA United States Tag Team Champions, Ohio version once. Um... NWA All-Star Wrestling, NWA Canadian Tag Team Champion. It's four times, that's the Vancouver edition. NWA Detroit, the two-time Detroit version Tag Team Champions. Uh, NWA International Tag Team Champions, once the Texas version. NWA World Tag Team Champions, the Texas version one time. World Wrestling Association out of Los Angeles, one time. So to me, it's all... Other than championship wrestling from Florida, it's all promotions, small. Mm -hmm. uh, America's Most Wanted. Uh, we got uh, Wildcat Chris Harris and Cowboy James Storm. And, of course, always by their side was Gail Kim. Although I don't know always, but uh, we've got uh, a lot of tag teams. They, they, they won uh, FEW. NWA Shockwave, which I believe was a tournament, Cyberspace Tag Team Championship uh, through the NWA, uh, PWI Tag Team of the Year. Uh, in TNA, they uh, won uh, the NWA World Tag six times, the Gauntlet for Gold, TNA Anarchy Alliance Tag Tournament Match of the Year in 2004 against Daniels uh, Skipper at uh, Turning Point, I think I had that DVD, uh, and Tag Team of the Year 2003 and four. Uh, we got the World uh, Wrestling Council. They had one time in there and Tag Team of the Year through the Wrestling Observer. Uh, for me, it's it's they're pretty they're pretty close, uh, but Americans just wanted. I think they got more TV than than the Kangaroos did. I'm sure the Kangaroos were on. TV back in the 50s and 60s, but again, there, there wasn't PWI, I don't think was around back then, uh, so I just have to go with America's Most Wanted. If I'm hiring them, I'd go with them over the Kangaroos, because also, I mean, James Storm, I think he, he's a good uh, take team wrestler and a standalone guy, so um, it's America's uh, Most Wanted for me. Oh, sure, yeah, I'm wrong. Aha! I mean, uh, yeah, I'm on the right one. Yeah, America's most wanted. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, just listening to all the uh, different accolades and all that. Uh, definitely, America's most wanted. We're on a national stage compared to uh, regional promotions uh, that brought in the kangaroos, probably for the hype. 
but they weren't really exposed beyond that. I do believe you said Capital uh, Wrestling, which I believe might have been uh, Vince McMahon Sr.'s uh, organization in the Northeast prior to Vince taking over and making a worldwide wrestling federation, or because I believe Capital was the uh, name of it before it became the WWWF, but still wasn't uh, much more than a regional uh, promotion in itself. The funny thing is America's Most Wanted being in this kind of also went with that rule that we said when we were picking the tag teams that unfortunately beer money didn't make it in here because James Storm was America's Most Wanted. I might have wanted to pick beer money over America's Most Wanted, but this is who got in here. And I am going to go with America's Most Wanted to advance. Is it a clean sweep, uh, Stephen? It is a clean sweep, and I'm the asshole who put America's Most Wanted in <laughs> over beer money because I actually prefer America's Most Wanted as a tag team over beer money. To me, it felt beer money was thrown together just even though they stayed as a tag team longish term, America's Most Wanted was a much better tag team for me. But yes, that is a clean sweep. Until Chris Harris went to WWE and gained weight. Oh, that was a disaster. But uh, so it looks like it's your turn for Eminem versus Los Guerreros. A match that we probably saw a bunch of times on SmackDown during that era that they were all uh, around. And surprisingly enough, they both weighed 555 pounds combined. Uh, it's interesting on that one. So Eminem, let's start with them. Joey Mercury, Johnny Nitro. Mercury debuted in 79. Or, sorry, both were born in 79. Mercury debuted in 96. Nitro uh, debuted in 2002 after winning Tough Enough 3 as well. They also had Melina as their uh, manager. She was born in 79, debuted in 2001, and was the, at the time, girlfriend of one Johnny Nitro which then combined for the MNN. Uh, the team debuted in 2004 after working in OVW and moving up to WDE. Uh, they were active as a tag team from 2004 to 2006, and then they broke up uh, for a very slight bit because they were back together again in 2006 to 2007. They were the OVW Southern Tag Team uh, Champions one time, they got moved up to the main roster of SmackDown in 2005, where they won three WWE Tag Team Championships. Yo, oh, they were also PWA uh, Tag Team of the Year in 2005. Looking over at Los Guerreros, once again, 555 pounds. Debuted as a tag team, though, in 1998 over in WCW and were disbanded in 2005. They were active in 98, part of WCW, and then in WDE from, <coughs> excuse me, in WDE from 2002 to 2004, and once again in 2005. Eddie was born in uh, 1967 and unfortunately passed away in 2005. He debuted in 1986. His nephew Chavo was only three years younger than him, born in 1970, turning 50 this year, and debuted in 94. They were WWE Tag Team Champions two times and 
Wrestling Observer Tag Team of the Year in 2002. Very close call on these ones because not only with their tag team titles that they've won, the people that they won against, it was a little bit of a resurgence of tag teams at that time in WWE with uh, even with the brand split going on. Uh, they went against each other numerous times. They were highly entertaining uh, with way Eminem did their entrances and Morrison or Nitro with his parkour style. And then you had Los Guerreros who like to lie, cheat, and steal to get uh, their tag team titles and victories. This one, honestly, was probably my hardest one of the uh, first round to determine who was going to advance. I am going to go with blood being thicker than water and picking Los Guerreros to go over Eminem. Steven. I like Los Guerreros, but my problem is, is that they were put together. Them separate is better than them as a tag team. I find that I'm uh, Eminem had the flash, but they could also go in the ring. Don't get me wrong, Los Guerreros could still go in the ring, but Eminem, their presence, their the appeal of it. I'm going Eminem because I, if you say Eddie Guerrero, I don't think Los Guerreros as a tag team. I think singles, same with Chavo. But if you if you say Mer- um, Joey Mercury, you think Eminem. If you say Johnny Nitro, you think Eminem. Melina, you think Eminem. So I'm going Eminem because I see them as a tag team. I don't always see Eddie and Chavo as single. I see them more as singles than a tag team. Very good, Jonesy. Well, again, for, for me, it's it's a it's a even horse race. Uh, I seen the uh, Los Guerreros uh, in London at a SmackDown, and their entrance is f- fantastic. Uh, it rider. For me, it's very hard to decide which one. So I I I need a little my thinking cap on. Of, of who, with all these rules to this, I mean, Los Guerreros, they had two tag teams, so they had it twice. They were the tag team of the year with the Observer, but you look at Eminem. If you're going with tag teams and stuff like that, then yes, I got to go Eminem, but I think the Guerreros would make it to the next round. But Your official vote is? Hmm. Give me two seconds. I'm looking. I want to say Los Guerreros. I really do. But you know what? I'm going to say Eminem. Very good. Because they did have a manager with them. And quite the manager she was. Yeah. yeah. So it brings us to our final matchup. And I got to say one more thing. Sorry. I remember that ladder match that they were in. And to me, they earned their spot there by taking uh-huh. that that ladder hit man so anyways continue the Peter Cutter uh, spot where uh, Mercury nearly lost his eye yeah for sure uh, which takes us to our last matchup of the first round and it has the Nasty Boys taking on 
the Midnight Express, which is Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Stan Lane. Managed by Jim Cornette. Mother. I'm waiting for John. Sorry? Oh. <laughs> I ordered a whole bunch of stuff from Cornette's Collectibles. Nice. Nasty um, Boys. Um, <laughs> Ryan Nobbs, Jerry Sags. Uh, started in the late eight, or mid to late 80s as a tag team. Um, they started in AWA and Florida champion in 85. Um, they were friends, childhood friends. They went to WCW in 1990, WWE from 1993, back to WCW 93 to 97, onto the independence. Then they popped up in TNA. They, their big champion, the floor championship, wrestling tag team uh, champions five times, um, WCW tag team champions three times, one time WWF tag team. So they were there. Now we have the Midnight Express. Uh, March of 1980. What? <laughs> I know where this is heading. I can tell by the tone of your voice. <laughs> Not my fault. I know. Um, <laughs> Dennis Condry left uh, in March 1987, just suddenly, without a reason, leaving Art, uh, Bobby Eaton without a partner. Big Bob Rogers worked a few dates to fulfill the obligations, but Dusty made a decision to pick a, uh, Stan Lane, who's a single star in Florida at the time. Um, Tom Pritchard was thought about, but never officially suggested, which would have been interesting. Tom Pritchard and Bobby Eaton, probably the two best workers would have been amazing, but Pritchard probably wouldn't have worked as um, like Midnight Express. He was much better in the Heavenly Bodies. Um, Eaton and Lane reached the semifinals of the Crockett Cup tournament in uh, April 11, 1987 in Baltimore. On May 16th, uh, 1987, they won the NWA United States Tag Team Champion for the first time, a title that they won three times during their time together. A year later, the team was cheered, uh, at, despite being a heel, and they won the NWA Tag Team titles from the Horsemen, uh, Arn and Tully. Um, they only la that only lasted about a month and a half before the Road Warriors, who turned heel, won. Um, after leaving um, in '87, um, Dennis Condry got with Randy Rose, the, the original Midnight Express. Um, then that's when they came back to the um, NWA and had a big blood feud with, it was the original Midnight versus the Midnight, which was actually kind of fun. Um, and if you ever have a chance to watch that, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, the Midnight uh, Express returned after they left um, to feud with the dy dynamic dudes. Um, they off and on won more titles. They beat Flying Brian and Tom Zink to win the United States Tag Team Champions again. They won, um, they won off and on. They're probably most famous rivals, the Rock and Roll Express, 
which if you ever get a chance to watch any of those matches, they're amazing. So the titles that Eaton and um, Lane won were their three-time NWA United States Tag Team Champions, their one-time NWA Tag Team Champion, they were PWI Tag Team of the Year in 1987, PWI ranked them number 32 out of the best 100 tag teams, which I think is very low, personally. Uh, they won uh, the Wrestling Observer Team of the Year in 1988 versus the Fantastics, and they won the Tag Team of the Year of 1987 and 88. They should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. They should be ridiculous. They're not. If you can't guess where my vote is going, it's going to the Midnight Express because the Nasty Boys were great, but they were more a brawler. I would have much rather seen the Midnight Express, and I watch a ton of Midnight Express now because that's what tag team wrestling should be, so I'm going the Midnight Express. Jonesy? Well, Sean's going to be the tiebreaker on this one. Um, when I watched wrestling, when, when I did see the, the Midnight Express, yes, they're a good tag team, but I thought they were boring. Um, now, mind you, I haven't, yeah, I haven't really gone back and rewatched their matches. Uh, for me, it's the Nasty Boys. I, I don't care how good the Midnight Express were. The Nasty Boys, they had much better outfit. The, the attitude, they were great bad guys, but they were they were cartoony, but I mean in WCW, I, I, I like them so much better in WCW than WWF. Uh, though I thought they they were great wherever they went. Uh, they're to me they're another tag team that's that's a 10. Uh, I I don't consider Minette Express again great wrestlers, but Nasty Boys have got a bigger pop for me. Uh, I got I got to go with them. And how my friend in grade school had the Nasty Boy haircut. So I mean, they were they were they were in. They were in. Sure. So I get me the tiebreaker. This I was hoping you guys weren't going to do that to me. <laughs> You've been the tiebreaker in the book tonight, I think. I know, because in this case, I do like the Midnight Express. They were what tag team wrestling was all about. But then when you go back to some of the, our other tournaments, and we've talked about longevity, and how the fact is the Nasty Boys, they worked TNA, WWE, WCW, AWA, I believe they were in USWA. Uh, I know I saw an old uh, thing when they first started out. These guys worked everywhere. Uh, and it was in, only in their latter years that they started relying on their friendship, I think, with uh, Hogan to get them in place, especially Brian Nobbs uh, and his relationship with Hogan. Were they the greatest tag team to watch? No, um, but you should were, use your. This should be who would you rather watch? Who's the greater, the greatest tag team between the two of them? It ain't the nasty boys. I would, very clumsy I would rather tag. see the nasty boys live. 
yes, the others are going to put on a better match. Absolutely. But sometimes I, I like the team that it's about playing the character as well for me. Uh, and I mean, again, a, a nasty boy against the Midnight Express would be a great match to see because it's two different styles. Uh, but I'm telling you, them nasty boys, that the, the, they were one of the best street fighter uh, that to just watch the sounds they made. They just looked, they were ugly. But they were back, and I believe there was a Bash of the Beach that had the, the rubber shark with the rubber shark uh, and against the uh, Harlem Heat, I believe they were against and stuff like that. So they do have some rememberable moments. I myself am a guy who likes the technical wrestling as well. I love Steve Austin when he was against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, uh, stunning Steve Austin and Steamboat uh, in WCW and. When he became a brawler after the stuff with Owen, you know, kind of diminished it. I love the technical wrestling, so I need to go with the Midnight Express in this case because, you know, I know other tag teams of that are going to advance in this. So that's my choice. We have a question, comment, concern. I, I just have a, a one question, and whether it may not change your mind. It may go the opposite way, but uh, we haven't really included the managers do you think that Jimmy Hart would be able to outdo Jim Cornette in in like how would that match go down? How would yeah, the Nasty Boys only had go down? Would the end, would, in the end, would it be a pin or would it be a DQ? That's what I need from from you. Is it a pin or a DQ? Is well, it a le legitimate pin thing. or did one of them cheat? Here's the thing: the Nasty Boys only had. Jim or uh, Jimmy Hart for Amanda for what? A year? Not even. In WWE. Yeah, and and he and he was in WCW too, I believe. I believe he's he not in the Nasty Boys because he was with the Dungeon of Doom. I want to say he was there with them too. I could be totally wrong, but I'm going to research that. But uh, Cornette was with them from the start to the finish. Cornette would load that racket up. <laughs> Then you'd ha have the rocket launcher, and it'd be one, two, three. Thanks for coming out. Good night, shitty nasty boys. So Midnight Express are going to advance over that with a two-to-one victory. Um, so we're going to work on getting our graphics up for uh, next week. I can uh, tell you uh, how, how the votes went because I've been writing them down. Yeah, same here. So 2-1, uh, Red Dragon beat Anoki Baba. 2-1, Wolves beat... RVD Sabu, give me this. I'm writing this down. I'm reading it. Three nothing was our first 3-0 Steiners beat the Eliminators. Uh, two one Shoten beat the Usos. Two one the Bushwhackers slash Sheepherders beat Bockwinkle and Stevens. Our second three and AMW beat the Fabulous Kangaroos. Two one again Eminem beat Los Guerreros. And 2-1 again, the greatest tag team around, the Midnight Express, Lane and Eaton, beat the Nasty Boys. And don't get me wrong, if the Nasty Boys drew, drew a different draw, anyone who was facing the Midnight was going to lose to me. Um, I'm going to admit it. If the Nasty Boys drew pretty much anyone else, they would get my vote. But unfortunately... I, I, I remember a public enemy nasty boy match on Saturday night's main event that I wish they'd re-show eventually because I remember 
one of them throwing a chunk of a table. It's like probably a, a third of a table and like chucked it at the other guy and hit him in the back of the head. I mean, they had some great just, and they were entertaining to me. They were just more colorful, obnoxious, just everything you wanted in a bad tag team. Go back and watch any entrance with Cornette doing the intro on the second rope. And it makes you just want to go through that TV. And that's what you love about them. That taking with all Sean, was there any surprises for you in this round? Uh, maybe the, the sheep herders did advance. Uh, I honestly would have thought Bachmichael and Stevens would have, but just the numbers and the tag resume uh, spoke louder for the sheep herders to advance. So that was kind of a little bit of a surprise, maybe even a uh, little bit of a uh, disappointment uh, upset of the uh, round. Other than that, maybe also the uh, Usos losing to Cho Ten, but once again, IWGP uh, tag titles have a little bit more weight to them than the hot potatoing of a SmackDown tag team title. So... Jonesy, was there anything that surprised you in this first round? Uh, it just took me a bit to get comfy. Uh, not overly. I mean, personally, again, like the, the beginning, but I understand the tag team on its own. But for me, it's like you get a guy like Rob Van Dam and Sabu and you just put them against the American Wolves. Uh, I, I'm sure they'd, they'd win. They just they would win the match, in my opinion. Not old Sabu and old Walk uh, Van Dam, but because yeah. again, it's like when they put you know Hogan and Macho against the Twin Towers. Well, the Twin Towers had a better resume as a tag team; they did more. But obviously, it's Hogan and Savage that are going to win every single freaking time. Even though they, but so good- Hogan doesn't fall through the ropes as well. See, it's wrestling's fault because that's what they trained me to 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 see. You see. So it, wrestling, Macho and Hogan, they did that to me. So round two is starting with Jonesy. Red Dragon, American Wolves. Then there's the Steiners versus Showten. Then there's Bushwhackers versus AMW. And then Eminem versus the Midnight Express, which would be a match if they were both in their prime. I would pay big dollars to see. Um. Now, we're going to start with a match that has happened in the past, Red Dragon versus the Wolves. Jonesy, you get to start this. And and who won that? Who usually wins that? Point flip, they would be back and forth. Okay. I'm just looking at their, their stats here. They're pretty, you know, they're pretty close. You know what? Uh, oh, God, if I have to pick someone, I'll pick someone. But it'd be better if you two – no, I don't want to decide who. Fuck. Uh, God, I hate that this sucks being first in this one. Uh, this one is a lot like uh, the last round with uh, Guerrero's and Eminem. It's sort of the same stat here. Uh, well, I can't. My problem with a lot of wrestling in that is I honestly can't, unless I see faces, I can't remember if I've seen these damn guys wrestle ever. Uh, I mean, I, re- I recognize the names, but I don't. I don't really recall these teams because uh, I watched TNA a long time ago. I had a lot of the the first DVDs they spat out. 
Uh, and just, Eddie Edwards is their current uh, champion. Yeah. Well, you know what? Did you watch uh, ROH early? Well, I'd say about 20. No, I, I haven't really watched ROH. Oh, okay. Well, then you. Okay. Then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Well, you know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the American Wolves, and that's because of their damn name. And they got the lovely tattoos with the uh, scratches on their uh, chests because yeah, of that. I hope, I hope I wasn't the tiebreaker in that, but we'll find out. Um. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Red Dragon to. Uh, win this one uh they're more consistent as a tag team they're still going strong as a tag team uh over in nxt as part of the undisputed era with uh roderick strong and adam cole bay bay and so uh yeah i'm going red dragon uh to do this so steven you're going to be the tiebreaker i'm going red dragon american wolves were great as a tag team they unfortunately broke up too quick um and Red Dragon still tag team, even if you they go by Undisputed Era, they're specialists, and I love them. So I'm going Red Dragon. So that's you, Chris. To Sean, your Steiner Show Ten, shocking. Yeah. So now we got the Steiner brothers who multiple-time tag team champions all over the world. They're, they weren't just in North America, and they didn't just stay in WCW. We saw them over in ECW briefly. They were in uh, WDE. Uh, I mentioned their tag team title reigns weren't too spectacular. I think that was, though, unfortunately, during the time there, there were more cartoony uh, character tag teams there than the fact that they were legit tag teams so they kind of got lost in the shuffle but whenever you think of the Steiner brothers it's like going against the uh, Road Warriors teaming with uh, Sting and stuff like that uh, going against Luger unfortunately Big Papa Pump uh, came out uh, and we, they had the Steiners go against each other type deal and he was even teaming oh. with uh, Buff Bagwell, but Cho Ten, five-time uh, IWGP Tag Team Champions, but that was just in Japan, unfortunately. And they did uh, go against the Steiners because Steiners did go international. So in my case, I'm going to go with the Steiners to pick up the victory here just because of their resume and the fact that they uh, went everywhere and didn't just uh, apply their craft in one continent. Steven. Well, this is easy. This is the Steiners. Too many championships, too many all over the place championships. Steiners. All right. So I can, let's see, where is it? So uh, Steiners, of course, uh, Scott Steiner drove a front-end loader into this popular USA food chain he was invested in Atlanta. Do you know the name of the food chain that he took a bulldozer and went into the store? And his brother was there, too. 
Yeah, no clue. I just heard recently, though, his Shoney's restaurant is going to be closing. Okay, it, sh it was Shoney's. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can look the up the story. It's, it's hilarious because they were, they were uh, either tearing it down or redoing it before they reopened. Well, now they're closed. So sad. So who's your pick, Jones? Oh, I picked Steiner. I said Steiner's. That's a clean Sorry. sweep for Steiner's. Moving on to the Sheep Herders taking on America's Most Wanted. This one was fairly easy for me. I'm going America's Most Wanted. I can't get behind the Bushwhackers, the Sheep Herders, as one of the greatest tag team champions. I just think America's most wanted, much more polished, much more um, tag team skills. I prefer, would prefer to watch America's most wanted wrestle. Uh, yeah, like I, I'd love to put the sheep herders through. Uh, I don't even know if I can put them through and give you the uh, tying on this. I mean, yeah, that the other team's a better technical team. They're going to be more entertaining as far as if you're into wrestling and not so much the kids stuff and schlock and crap like that. But you know what? It says here, sheep herders, not bushwhackers. So I'm going to say that they're, if they were the sheep herders for that match, they might have a chance. So, Sean, I will let you make the decision on that one because, Again, if it's a sheep herders, they, you know, they, they, uh, if it, especially if it's a, you know, make you bleed match, rock and roll. So I say sheep herders for that one. Yeah. So if we are looking at the physicality, if they were going to go against each other under those circumstances, that'd be a different uh, thing. But when you look also at the resumes, sheep herders were more successful on a, sort of a independent sort of closed area as opposed to when they went uh, national and worldwide with WWE, they were treated as a uh, cartoon character and joke. America's Most Wanted had more success on a national level and that's why I would go with America's Most Wanted over the Sheep Herders just for the fact of success on a national level compared to a independent uh, localized area. So America's Most Wanted is advancing with a two-to-one victory. That's bullshit. And that brings us to you, Chris, with Yay. Eminem speaking on the Midnight Express. As far as looks, Eminem, but as far as wrestling skills, it'd be it'd be the other team, though it's a lot closer uh, than uh, the uh, uh, the Nasty Boys as far as wrestling. Uh, I mean, Eminem would have a great chance, and I could give him the pity vote, but uh, I only pulled for Nasty Boys because they're the damn Nasty Boys. So uh, Eminem uh, I would not uh, win that match. Uh, I believe it would be. I'm having trouble seeing my damn paper now. That's why I keep going to the side. Anyways, 
I say uh, Midnight Express on that one. Plus, you got Cornette. Yeah, I'm going to go with Midnight Express as well. Uh, just the technical ability and the uh, dastardly underhanded tactics of one James E. Cornette would go over uh, what the parkour style, the high-flying, and even the uh, sex appeal of Melina uh, doing her uh, distraction. You're saying that's not sex appeal no. right there? No, if we were doing uh, basing the marriage on sex appeal, of course, Melina will uh, take that one. But we're talking about Mama's Boy, Jim Cornette. Midnight Express is going to win 3 nothing because I know Steven's going <laughs> Yeah, it's 3 nothing. I love Eminem, but it's the Express. So let's recap round two. We had Red Dragon beat the American Wolves 2-1. Steiners beat Shoten 3-0. AMW beat Bushwhackers 2-1. And the Midnight Express, which kind of surprised me because I really thought Jones was going to get my goat on that one. No. I really no it, it's not a fact that, like, again, they, they're a great tag team. I recognize that. But it might be because I was mainly a WWF watcher. I did see the other stuff. Uh, I seen some WCW, but I didn't get to watch a lot of it, even in its NWA days. I remember tuning in when Junk Air Dog was on there and that, and I thought they had better wrestling than WWF. I thought a lot of times WCW actually had better wrestling, but WWF always put on the better show. Their show made more sense than than the other. If you watched any Midnight Express versus Rock and Roll, you will be into that because I know you like your old school. Um, so our semifinals are set up Red Dragon versus the Steiners and America's Most Wanted versus the Midnight Express. So round two, was there any surprises for you, Jonesy? Not, not really. I mean, I, I personally, I think the sheep herders could have gone through, uh, but even with them being in a second match, if it was their first match, and it was Sheep Herders against America's Most Wanted, I think the Sheep Herders would be able to win that because they're fresh and everything. But after a match, I mean, God, Butch and Luke would be hurting by then. And so <laughs> it's a disappointment loss for the Bushwhackers because, again, I don't think they were, they were great as far as wrestling skills, but as far as entertainment, my God, if you can get any team that's like Bushwhackers, the kids are just going to love – the fact because everyone loved the damn bushwhackers as far as their dun, 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 dun. I mean I didn't do it because you know, I was too shy back then but fantastic Sean was there any surprises in round two for you um maybe the Cho Ten uh didn't get a single vote but Steiners uh swapped that one uh other than that wasn't surprised that Midnight Express I uh, got three nothing uh tough one if we saw it live, uh, would be uh, definitely could main event anywhere around the country. But uh, yeah, it's shaking out uh, pretty good. So I get to start. Yes, you do. With Red Dragon against the Steiner Brothers. 
Red Dragon, multiple time tag team champions, but not enough tag team titles compared to the Steiners. Uh, Red Dragon, I don't think, has really gone too international. Uh, compared to Japan. They've won yeah, they've the IWGP Junior, junior. twice. Um, so they did go overseas uh, to uh, get some recognition experience and all that. But I have to go with Steiners uh, over Red Dragon. Uh, just the overall experience of that team compared to Dragon uh, gives Steiners the vote for me. Steven? I'm going Red Dragon. I have seen a lot of the Steiners, but I've seen probably more of Red Dragon just based on time frame. Don't get me wrong, this would be if Steiners were in their prime and Red Dragon, who are currently in their prime, I think it would be an amazing match because back then the Steiners were much more agile and aggressive than towards the end of their career. I just It's just a personal preference. The Steiners are the Steiners, and I love them, but I'm going Red Dragon just because I do enjoy Red Dragon. Their finishing move, chase, uh, Chasing the Dragon, that kick to the head brain buster is different than anything else you would see right now. So Jonesy, you get to be the tiebreaker here. Yeah. And I'm, I, I was anticipating that. So I'm just uh, scrolling back up to, uh, Oh, the way up there to find the red dragons here. Cause in my mind, it, you know, it's, it's the Steiners, but I want to, I want to look at these guys stats again. Uh, I can give them to you if you'd like them. Oh, they're on my screen. Um, oh. I mean, they're very, they're very close teams. Uh, and again, I, I haven't watched a lot of the these Red Dragon guys. I'm sure I've watched, seen their matches, but I can't really recall. Uh, Have you watched Undisputed Era? NXT. You, oh, NXT. I've watched a little bit of it, but not because you would. See them. I don't have cable, so I don't watch a lot of if it's not if it's not on Netflix or one of them or on YouTube. I just don't watch it. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, the Steiners or the Steiners uh, to me, this the best tag teams. There, there's three, and it's Steiners, LOD, and. Um, uh, uh, Devon, uh, the Dudley boys. Uh, so, for me, the Red Dragons to go through because I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be the Steiners against uh, uh, your your Midnight Express, and the Midnight Express will win if the Steiners don't go through, in my opinion. So, I I gotta say the Steiners are going through. Okay. I'm doing, I'm doing the thing, and the Steiners go through. America's Most Wanted against the Midnight Express. Steven, will you shock us or will we see Jim corny again? <laughs> Do you really no, think I'm going to The Jim Cornette drive through See, they're all, I am currently listening to the drive through right now. It's, it's, he's hilarious. Um, 
see my top three tag teams would include the Midnight Express, the Brain Busters, probably the Rock and Roll Express. I did watch a lot of WWE as a kid or WWF at the time. I just prefer that style. I mean, the LOD Road Warriors are great, but they weren't, they were run through you. Steiners, they were interesting, but they just didn't click. I found them boring. So I'm going Express, Jonesy. So are we down to the Steiners against the Minute Express? Is that no, what we're at? It's AMW versus the Express. America's most wanted. Oh, America's most wanted thing. Okay, for a minute there, I, 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 I don't know what happened there. Um, so American Express. Well, yeah, I mean, he just combined two tag teams. America's most wanted. I think I said American Express. Uh, America's most wanted. I mean, they're a good team in that, but yeah, I mean, it's Midnight Express. Yeah, so, I get my vote. It's a clean sweep between uh, America's Most Wanted and Midnight Express. Uh, yeah, James Storm would have been the determining factor in that one, but uh, the Express get to the finals. Um, a clean sweep. Jones. So Red Dragon lost the Steiners two one. Express beat Midnight 3-0. Was there any surprises in the semis, Jonesy? No. Not for me. Sean? No, not really. When you look at uh, the matchups, I uh, knew what was going to happen, uh, where it was gearing towards, at least. Which brings us to our finals of this week in uh, the first bracket. And uh, that has the Steiner brothers taking on the Midnight Express, which may or may not have happened in the NWA. It happened a whole bunch. Uh, the Express won their first titles, their only NWA tag team titles against the Steiners because they're they, so. Jonesy, you get to start. I get to be the tiebreaker. All right. Um. I'm just if we allow that. Well, yeah, yeah. see, I, I do have, and see that there you go. I can you can just help me with this decision. See again, I I want to say Steiners, but uh, let me. Oh yeah, I got to bring up the Steiners on on here, and then I can ask you. I'm looking at that. So, did uh, did Minnet Express get an IWGP tag team? I don't see. They never left the states. They they and, were so and see for me for me that's a big problem. I mean, it doesn't mean, and that's the thing. If you go by stats, for me, it would be the Steiners all the way in stats. But they didn't since Midnight Express didn't have the opportunity or whatever. They didn't get that chance to get those because if it, they did go over, they they probably would have at least got it once. Um, so I can give you some backstory. They, okay, were offered, they were offered to go over to New Japan. They actually had to turn it down because they would have made less money in Japan than what they were making in the States because they were headlining um, their, the sometimes the A show or the B show. They were the, they were the main event where when Flair wasn't. 
Well, I'll tell you, if I was booking this, I would have the Midnight Express win because it would be a shock, I think, to to the crowd. And plus, when I look at the stats of the Steiner brothers, who would earn it more than the Midnight Express? I mean, usually when the Midnight Express and Steiners uh, uh, met up, I'd imagine that the Steiners won more than the Midnight Express. So, I mean, that tells me it'd be the Steiners that most bookers would probably put through if this was a you know real uh, tournament. But you got Jim Cornette. Now, even though Jim Cornette is in 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 uh, AEW jail right now, uh, I mean, and this here's my problem. I mean, I know if I say the Midnight Express, Sean's more than likely gonna say uh, the Steiners. But who knows? So you know what I because. Because I, I I like to take a chance on He's running around in circles. If I was hiring someone, oh no, all the stuff we talked about doing these tournaments, um, you know, if I was booking, I'd go with I would I would say the Midnight Express because I liked the Steiners, I did, but the Steiners were kind of ruined for me because of the WWF because that's where I seen them first. Then I went back and seen their other stuff, uh, so. I, and and they didn't have a manager, so I, I did, especially at the end of a tournament. My God, for Jim Cornette to do something dastardly, and for them to win. But I'm going to say Minute Express. They get my vote because it is a hard one for me. Because it's I mean I'm not a huge fan of the Steiners. They're great, but they're not that great. You, Sean. Yeah, well, Stephen is going to be the tiebreaker, shockingly, because I know where it's going to go. But just because of resume. Uh, is, he, was, is, uh, is he getting the big picture of Jim Cornette? He's getting the I'm a Jim Cornette guy t-shirt, I bet, yeah. But, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not oh, getting the t-shirt. I'm the, getting the, the picture that's by his bedside every night. No, that's a, no. this is the Cult of Cornette certificate. I'm, <laughs> I'm a cult member. Okay, go ahead, Sean. You explain your decision. Just because the uh, Steiners did get to go internationally and stuff like that, and the Midnight Express exchanged a bunch of people uh here and there uh you know Condry was in there and stuff like that steiners were a stable tag team uh for the most part and traveled together to brothers so why not uh do that uh just they had more success i feel in that regards but i do know that the midnight express are going to win the tournament what you already think I already have my vote and my excitement already set up? I I'm really surprised. Um, I love the Steiners, but I just never. If this was straight up. NWAJCP Steiners, they would definitely have a chance. New base but, um, I mean, I can't hold them not going to um, Japan against the Midnight because, like I said, they just couldn't because of the spot. Can you tell what I'm listening to? That's the theme song for the Midnight Express. <laughs> and they're the winners of Block A, the Midnight. So there you go. After breaking down the first 16 uh, tag teams of our 64, 
The Midnight Express have come out on top. They'll meet the winners of the other three brackets. So, for starters, want to thank you uh, too for being a part of this one. We'll uh, do this again next week. Do we and- who's going to be on next week's? We got teams such as Jurassic Powers, Hardy Boys, uh, Fuji Tanaka, British Bulldogs, Small and Swat Team, Soul Patrol, Money Inc., Hollywood Blondes, Young and Steamboat, Briscoe Brothers, which are the ROH, Jay and Mark Briscoe, Wild Samoans, Grills of Destiny. Um, uh, LAX, which is Santana Ortiz, Rapongi 3K, Dudley's versus an FTR. So uh, this will be a difficult one uh, next week. Um, you mentioned and specifically said which uh, Briscoe brothers are part of next week's uh, tournament. Uh, the other Briscoe brothers are in this tournament later on. Would have been interesting had uh, they uh, draw. Uh, pick them against each other, Briscoes versus Briscoes, but no such luck. We are going to do uh, that next week. Hopefully, we will have our graphics back and doing a little bit better. Who you who you picking out of all those? Who would you pick right now to win uh, out of there? My yeah. so are we going my favorite tag team, or are we talking? The one that you'd like, the one you'd like to see, if you had to pick between, which one would go? FTR. Huh? Because that's awesome. First round is going to be fun because I'm, uh, for me, all these names, it's Dudley Boys all the way. With what they've done and and what they've achieved, to me, it's just Dudley Boys, holy crap balls. Don't get me wrong. The Dudley Boys, I'm talking, if I had to watch a match, I'm watching FTR versus Mindy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I haven't done enough research on next round, next week, but Dudley's FTR. That's uh, going to be the hard one of the uh, uh, for first round. Honestly, without looking at the brackets, that could be the winner of next uh, block B, but just based on they're probably the two best tag teams in there. So we'll see. Sometimes yeah. the draw is ugly. So we'll have that for next time. We'll do our research and uh, get this going. Uh, Thank you guys for being a part of this. And be sure to check in tomorrow as part of not uh, TNT. It's going to be the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast taking over TNT Thursday night, 8 o'clock slot. We're going to go live, we're going to go video, and after a couple of weeks off of trying to figure things out, and also spending time with my uh, wife, and that, we're going to get back into the swing of things, Thursday nights, 8 o'clock, Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Uh, anything you guys wanted to plug before we get out of here? Mm, not that I can uh, think of. Uh, the... Uh... Wrestling Trivia Game Show Challenge. Uh, we've done one uh, uh, show so far. Planning to do probably three. Uh, hopefully, get them uh, in either late this week or next week. So I'm going to be looking for people to compete. Uh, and hopefully, Sean, our reigning champion, will be on the next show. Uh, if not, then he can join us another time. So uh, 
but I'm sure we can get him uh, on there and uh, see how many weeks he can go. He, he's going to be a tough one to beat. Yeah, uh, we did the first one uh, just the last week, or yeah, last weekend we had uh, Brad and uh, Trevor. Oh, oh Ben. <laughs> ben. I drew a blank on Ben. I've That's okay. But we had Brad and Ben on along with myself uh, running the uh, show uh, Jeopardy style. And yeah, uh, you learn a lot during uh, this game show and hopefully people will tune in. We'll get some prizes going and uh, just be a really good uh, half hour, 45 minutes of uh, wrestling trivia, knowledge, and game show fun. So that's uh, the Trivia Challenge hosted by Chris. And contact us to find out how you can be a part of it. So until oh. next time. Oh. oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, until next time, have a good one, and we'll end with this. Hey, wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. Have you checked out our latest t-shirt design? inspired by our friends over at London Comic Con. Nigel Lewis of NCL Studios came up with this amazing design of a comic book cover. It features 22 stars of the Ontario Independent Wrestling scene, including Cody Diener, Jody Threat, Casey Spinelli, Tyson Dukes, Brent Banks, Tarek, Sebastian Spaugh, Halal Beefcake, graduates of the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, and many more. You can get your t-shirt for just $30, or buy the poster for $15. Proceeds from this sale are going to go to Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on behalf of Stephen's Wrestling Journey. Stephen's an 8-year-old fighting carry malformation, and they're searching for a cure. You can contact me either through our Facebook page, Scumbags Wrestling, or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get yourself a great t-shirt, with an amazing design and help a wonderful cause at the same time. So contact me today and get your shirt or poster. Sorry, I, I was going, oh, 